Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Monday, April the 9th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. And we hope your week is off to a happy start. I found out that uh, my week was off to more of a happy start than I realized because one day I found out after taking my car in for its 15,000-mile service with a little note saying that the, the one of the tires was not holding air, I found out it had a great big screw in it. And everything went just fine. They just patched it up and... We're good to go. So what could have been not a good situation turned out to be a good situation. So what you're telling me is you weren't screwed at all. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> what could have been a screwed up situation oh, absolutely. that takes care of. Because Law of Attraction already had your back. You took your car in for maintenance. And that lovely little thing got found out about and got taken care of before it ever became a problem. I love that. It's funny too. They even take a little picture with a with a smartphone, so you can see what it is. They put a little box around it. Yep, here it is, and there's this big, ugly, rusty <laughs> screw. <laughs> oh wow, love technology. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> just because they want you to really know. Yes, we didn't make this one up. Of course, you know how do I know they didn't go with a with some sort of a gun and puncture the tire? But fortunately, I don't think they did because it was losing air before I went in there. <laughs> <laughs> knew that there was something going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's one of the fun things that I love about setting intentions. Years and years and years ago, I set the intention that anytime there was some something going on with my car, that I would always be in a place to have it handled where it did not um, inconvenience me. And so, like, I've had things like what you're talking about where I've had, you know, a slow leak in my, my tire and I would recognize it on my driveway, which I had plenty of, you know, time to like get to, you know, a place that was very close by to get it fixed. Or, you know, if my car wouldn't start, it wouldn't start on my driveway, you know, where I wasn't stranded someplace. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience for years and years and years that whatever because maintenance is always just a part of you know having a car true um so i it's like i recognize things that were going to happen but i'm like you know i could have them happen in a way that is most convenient for me and that's exactly how it occurs and that's it true sounds to me like that's what you experienced today where it was a convenience not, not only that a, not, not only that but but there was actually a technological aid to this that i'd never seen before apparently they now put a sensor in the tires so if the tire loses a certain amount of air a notification comes up on your dashboard saying your tire is low please check it uh, i've never seen that before that was pretty wild that's, well i was gonna say that that's a newer car it like is car. it's so, definitely yeah, a newer car thing and and i mean i looked at the tires and i couldn't see anything wrong they, they looked like they all had plenty wow. of air so i mean it was just bizarre that is cool that but is you know crazy. that now you have a smart car. <laughs> I have a smart car, right. Yeah, it knew it had an injury. It needed to be treated, so we took it to the car hospital. <laughs> it got all stitched love. up. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So what else is going on for you this weekend, or what other fun things are occurring? Oh, well, let's see. We passed our 37,000th download play over the weekend, so that was another milestone. That was cool. good. And uh, let's see... Was there anything else really interesting or exciting? I mean, it was kind of a quiet weekend. We we saw a couple open houses, but it was, you know, it was just kind of like a very quiet weekend. It's cold around here, and, and that kind of inhibits things a little bit. It we're we're about ten degrees below normal for this time of year, so you know it's 
by the time April rolls around, even in the north, when, you, when you've been dealing with winter this long, you're, you're done with it, you know? And to have to continue to deal with the cold weather, you just kind of hunker down and say, you know, warm up before I go out there. <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to have to deal with it. Although well, it is you know, sunny today. It is beautiful today, I have to say that. Well, today started um, another vacation for me from my day job. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, is always a lovely thing, which makes today's mo- being Monday extra special fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had said on Friday's show, you know, the, my most favorite thing to do um, when I do a vacation is a staycation where I stay at home. I don't go somewhere else because I get very creative when I'm in my own space and I am not doing my day job. And so I knew what I wanted to do is every morning I had the opportunity. I wanted to lay extra long in bed and just let my thoughts um, not only just go wherever they want to go, but I, I like to guide them. I like to ask questions, you know, like, so what do I want to create today? Or what do I want to boost up the energy for? And um, Saturday when I was lying in bed, um, I was thinking about how I have been talking as of late. I really want a deeper relationship with my inner being. Mm -hmm. And part of that is, even though Abraham calls that part of us that's, you know, in non-physical, our inner being, um, I've also been looking for another name because that name, although by default I didn't have anything else to call it, somehow wasn't feeling like it was totally working for me. Okay. And so a couple things happened. One, I was having a conversation with my friend Keisha, and she said something about, you know, her infinite inner being. And I went, oh, that's it, infinite being. Ah. That feels like the right thing. Now, she was using infinite as an adjective, mm-hmm. but I'm like, my infinite being, that really describes the part of me that's not physical. So I like that. Yeah, I'm thinking nice. I'm going to try this out. <laughs> um, I'm going to start calling my inner being my infinite inner being, because I think if I just go straight to inner being, people who are used to me calling that part of me inner being will go, what's she talking about now? So I like infinite anyway. being, though. I, I like I, I can go right to infinite being. I mean, I'm willing to drag everybody along kicking and screaming because I like that one. <laughs> So anyway, that was one thing that I thought was really fun. Um, But then the other part was, as I was laying in bed, you know, I was, I was kind of just sensing, you know, whenever I think of my inner being, that part of me feels small. And I went, oh, that's interesting. Why does that inner being, why does my inner being feel small to me? Well, my eyes were closed and I started to sense, like, when I say the word inner being, I kind of have a sensation um, kind of like in the center of my chest, like where the chest bone is. And it's like a really small space, like maybe the size of a golf ball. And I went, oh, wow. No wonder I'm thinking of my inner being as small because how I represent my inner being is literally in a teeny small space the size of a golf ball. And it's in the center of my chest where I can't even see it. Now, that may or may not make sense to anybody, but one of the things I learned when I was learning NLP is that we store thoughts and memories in different spaces. Some we store outside of our body, some we store inside of our body. Some are big, some are small, some are hairy and gross and disgusting. 
some are red and green and yellow and it, it, some have different shapes. And so that's something that I, I learn how to, um, like when I'm doing client work, sometimes we'll find out where somebody has stored a memory by me asking certain questions and we find out what its shape is, etc. And if it's not working for them, we adjust the shape to something that works better. So in a nutshell, that's what I did. I went, oh, I don't like the fact that my personal representation of my inner being is so small. I want it to be, I want it to be bigger and I want to be able to see my inner being. And so at that point, I didn't get any inclination like I needed to know anything more. And I just kept my eyes closed and I just kind of said, you know, inner being, would you like kind of morph into something that feels more inclusive where I can have a better relationship with you, where I could feel closer to you and where, um, where I can see you and where I can be aware of you at all times, where I feel nurtured by you, protected by you, that I'm in a safety bubble kind of thing. And it was as though somebody sprinkled the magic fairy dust the moment I said that. And this thing that had been kind of a small golf ball size thing in the middle of my chest began to grow in size, kind of like you blow up a balloon. And it was translucent where you could see through it, but you could still see its essence. And it, it got to the size of, oh, I don't know, like if I were to spread my arms as wide as I can possibly go, my inner being space that it's taking up now is just a little beyond that, but it's like a ball, like 360 degrees everywhere I look, I'm aware of my inner being. Wow. And then I saw an image of me, the physical self, kind of about the size of a toddler. So maybe, I don't know what's a toddler, two feet tall, mm-hmm. kind of to the left of my peripheral and kind of translucent, but like more filled, like darker. Like, you know how you can have pixelate, pixelation, I think that's the right word, where there's a little, just a little few pixels and then some with darker. Mm-hmm. So like the part that represents me is a little bit more solid. Okay. Okay. And so anyway, I had this image just kind of morph in, in my mind's eye. And when it kind of completed, I went, Oh, that feels good. And I, again, with my eyes closed, I was like pretending to look all around and there I could see my inner being everywhere. And I spent the whole weekend like, touching base with my inner being and just constant, just taking points of time, just looking and going, yep, my inner being's there. Yep. There. And I got to tell you, the thing that changed the most was how I feel now about my inner being. Like I'm aware my inner being surrounds me and I I don't go anywhere without my inner being. And now (laughs) I can see my inner being versus when it was a golf ball sized blob in the middle of my chest. So that to me was scrumptious. It was quite a shift. Um, And now I have a feeling that goes along with that, that I didn't have before where I really feel more cared for. Um, I feel like, you know, the adjectives I would have before were like, I know my inner being wants my highest and best good, but it felt like I was blind to being able to really see it. Mm-hmm. 
because I couldn't see it. And now anytime I want to, to see my infinite inner being, I, I can see it. That's cool. I mean, now is there anything about it being infinite that adds to, I don't know, the experience of it? Um, no, I don't think so. Cause the infinite part came separately. Like I was still calling it my inner being okay. when I was going through this yeah. infinite, I think came later that day. Um, so it really wasn't the adjective. It, it's just because my, like we've talked about before, your prime modality is audio. So when you right. hear things, that's really significant for you. And mine is visual. So not being able to see this part of me that's so significant to my life experience felt really disconcerting and it caused me to feel somewhat disconnected. And, you know, I feel like where I've been as I've been working on Project X and Project B, it's a very, uh, I'm really learning a greater sense of trust. But I kept thinking, you know, it'd be easier to trust if I could see something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it usually is, really. Yeah. And so um, now I feel like I can see my inner being. And, and what, what's quite magnificent about it is the interpretation I have of how I sense my inner being has gone from something very small to a much more expanded version. Hmm. And because my infinite being is now in an expanded version. Um, it feels bigger. It feels more prominent, um, easier to reach because my infinite being is all over now. Now I'm aware of that instead of having to just kind of hope or trust, or, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it's been, it was a very different experience, but it felt it was a very real experience for me. No buts about it. It was a very real experience. And here it is three days later, and it feels just as real to me today as it did when the expanded version was created. That's a nice breakthrough. Right That's really good. Mm -hmm. That's a very nice breakthrough yeah. that you had there. I mean, basically, you've given yourself a, a, a sense of the reality of your infinite being and given it a new name, too. I like the I love the name. I, I actually posted about the name as soon as you said it on Facebook. I loved it. <laughs> I did. That where you, I felt you were missing for a moment. That's where you went. You went to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was here. I was listening. I just was typing. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Um, do you have any uh, Project X or Project B updates? Um, yes, more on Project X. That was Sunday's revelation as I was laying in bed. Oh, okay. Um. It has to do with my finances, which I've never really said before. Mm. Um, and so something I had learned through another system called Paraliminals, they're, they're audio CDs that you listen to. And um, anyway, that's a whole different system. But I remember learning in that system um, how when you set a target or a goal for yourself, it's really advantageous to have three. One, which is like what you really are aiming for. But because we don't want to limit the universe, we also want to have, well, we could also exceed it. And it, it's mm -hmm. just nice to have like a bigger target. Okay. And then there's the one that like is the absolute minimum. And so I got three numbers and as like my target, my absolute must. And then it'd be great if it exceeded to this number. 
And so I had three numbers and I was like, oh, this is good. You know, like new financial um, income targets. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Because, you know, I don't want to, I want to believe for income beyond just my day job. Mm -hmm. I know that the universe is abundant. I know finances are available from all sorts of sources. You know, I I am a coach after all. (laughs) Um, I have, you know, that skill is very well honed. Um, And so I was looking for, you know, where else is, you know, like I said, I've never talked about Project X in terms of finances, but, you know, Project X is very much inclusive of finances for me. And so I got three numbers. And I was like, oh, this feels really good. Now, here's what's so so unique about this. In the past, when I was thinking about money, um, I would think, okay, well, if I had this many clients, it would make this much money. And if I had this package, it would be this. And I'd figure out all the math. And in the past, there was always an element that didn't feel good to me. And it's because I really didn't have a belief system to support it. What made what happened for me Sunday so unique was I didn't try figuring it out. I was just focusing on Project X, and those thoughts were received by me. In other words, my infinite being handed me these ideas to think about finances in a different way, and it was really exciting. And so then I woke up, got out of bed, did some stuff. Then I came back to bed because I wanted to just, that's what I like to do. I like to get up, then come back and see where else my my mind and my thoughts will take me. And I noticed that as I was focusing on these three numbers, something about it didn't feel right. And I went, okay, what about it? And I realized, well, if I take on more coaching clients, um, I'm going to have to pay more taxes. And so I'm like, ooh. I need to, my, my bottom rock minimum has to actually be higher in order to pay the taxes. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just said, okay, in infinite being, what, what number it would be preferred. And I got a new number for my lowest number and I got a new number for my target number, but the, the top one stayed the same. And I went, oh, this feels really, really good. Nice. Okay. So Right now, I'm just asking, like, can I say these numbers out loud? And I'm feeling yes. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say it. So it's like it, the numbers were to make 10000 a month. My target was to make 25000 a month. And what would be really cool is if I made 50000 a month. Whoa. But when the number shifted to incorporate taxes, my new bare minimum is 15,000 a month then what i'm shooting for now my new target is 30,000 a month and then if it exceeds all wonderful possibilities 50,000 or more a month that would so be good income I, three a, quarter, a third of a million a year at your middle target that's pretty good not bad yeah um and so now i'm just kind of turning it into a mantra which is uh 15, 30, 50, 15, 30, 50, ah. 15, 30, 50. And that's just feeling really fun to me. Sometimes I just walk around the house going 15, <laughs> 30, 50, 15, 30, 50. And the cool part is these are not numbers that I try to figure out mathematically. These are numbers that I just, I worked with my infinite being as to what is feasible and what do I believe? What can I believe for? Where is my belief system today? 
Now I have to tell you, there was once upon a time, well, for my once upon a time lasted about 15 years. I had the hardest time coming to the point of saying I was willing to charge $100 per session mm-hmm. because I didn't feel my value was there. But I believe that and then some because my rates are higher than that now. And I have wonderful packages. I had a new client purchase one of my packages a week ago and we're having lots of fun, you know, working together. And here's a very cool, cool part, Walt. It's no longer about the money. Oh, that and that is has good. never been never been the case for me. It's no longer about the money. That's promising because, because we both know that when it's no longer about the money, then the money flows. Yeah. As a matter of fact, here's the weirdest part. So, you know, she paid me by PayPal. My last client paid me by PayPal. The client before paid me by PayPal. And all that money's still sitting in PayPal. Ooh, nice. You haven't even dug into it yet. No, as a matter of fact, that's one of the things I started working on Sunday. I went, I think I need some new strategies because <laughs> where I had become I had become really proficient at getting out of debt and working a plan to like knock off credit cards and knock off all sorts of bills and like right now I owe you know, I have no debt except for I still do owe on my mortgage. Um but I've gotten to the point that you know, for a long time, I'm like, well, if I just had an extra thousand dollars, then I could buy blah, blah, blah. <laughs> or, well, I really need, you know, um, what was it? I guess a, a couple of years ago, I needed a new fence, like my wooden stockade fence in the backyard. It was just decrepit. And so I knew that was going to be a big chunk of change. And so, you know, that was like a big expenditure. And I used my IRS refund for it and a little bit extra of my own personal cash that I'd been saving. Um, but then that got paid off. Well, then I had this huge expenditure on my air conditioner that had to be replaced. And so then I was working to pay that off. And after I paid off the air conditioner, I went, okay, we're done with putting it on credit and paying it off. I already know how to do that. I want to do something different. I want the money to be sitting in the bank. So when I need something, I go, oh, I can buy that. And so recently, when I needed a new refrigerator, I bought the refrigerator and I paid cash and I'm like, okay, this is fun. Now we're moving in a new direction. (laughs) That is good. (laughs) That's very good. Now I have money sitting in a PayPal account. I have some extra funds sitting in my checking account. Um, I don't have a a place that the money has to go. And that feels weird. (laughs) I've never been here before. And so I was asking my infinite being to uh, start to help me know, what do you do when you finally have a surplus of cash? What do you do with it? Because the truth is, I don't have so much surplus that I could buy a Swiss chalet and buy an airplane and give to 14 different charities. I don't have that kind of surplus Mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. (laughs) Coming soon. What do I do with my current surplus? Do I use it for something fun that I really want, which is landscaping and irrigation for my yard? That may not sound fun to someone else, but it is for me. (laughs) Um, Or I would kind of maybe like a new stove. Don't have to have one, but I would like one because now all my appliances are in stainless steel and that's still in black. You know, and it's kind of like they're kind of big dollar things, but none of them are really singing to me like, yeah, that's what I want, want to spend the money on. 
I'm like, oh, and I could put more money in my Roth IRA. I could buy stocks. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of some fun things I'd like to do, but nothing's really, you know, calling out to me. But what I had awareness about this weekend is I've never been in this financial place. I lived hand to mouth for so many years that I knew exactly what to do with the money that came in. I paid bills. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't get evicted and they wouldn't turn off my electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I paid my car insurance so that I could keep driving. So the, it was an easy thing to know where the money needed to go. Well, how nice to be in, in such a different situation because it you is. don't have that question anymore. Now it's like, oh, wow, freedom has just expanded for me. That's a good thing. And and now I have new questions, which is the strategies that I have used that I created to get me out of debt are not the same strategies that are going to help me moving forward because I'm not in a deficit. Right. Like, so I'm now looking for my infinite being to kind of guide me as to what to do moving forward. Because as I just said, I've set some pretty nice targets of 15,000, 30,000 and 50,000 a month yep. to generate um, between any sources of income that want to show up in my world. Um, and that is obviously more than what I need to live on. So there must be other things I'm going to do with that money because I feel one, I want it two, I want more. And three, I think it'll be fun to figure out what's next financially. Well, of course it will. Because now it's, now it's playtime. Now it's like, I can do whatever I want. Truly. Now, have you ever um, heard of a, a game by Robert Kiyosaki called the cash flow game? I have. Yes. I can't tell you all the rules of the game, so to speak, but I have heard of it. So bottom line, I've played it for a number of years. And in the center, it's kind of like a monopoly thing. But mm-hmm. in the center of the board, it's called the rat race, where you're little and you have like your little, um, you know, in monopoly, there's all the different characters. Mm-hmm. Well, it cash flow. They're in different colors, the little plastic markers, but they're all the shape of a mouse <laughs> or a rat. <laughs> seems appropriate, so actually. Over- Say it again? It seems appropriate, actually. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I know it was appropriate. So it's your little rat runs around the rat race and um, th- there's even cheese uh, <laughs> markers for something else. <laughs> I love it. But anyway, the idea is to create enough passive income by landing on different things that allow you to buy stocks, buy houses, etc. Um, that when you create, when you have enough passive income that that equals or is greater than your expenses, that's when you have freedom. And so then you get to move out of the rat race and you go to the exterior perimeter of the game board and Gosh, and that's called the fast track. Uh-huh. And when you're on the fast track, you take whatever your salary used to be when you were in the rat race and t- times it t- by 10. Ooh, nice. And then every time you land on a payday square, you get that payday. Very nice. And everything out there is now an opportunity, something that's bigger. And like all of a sudden, very different rules apply. And I did have an awareness a couple months ago, um, my infinite being let me know that I had moved out of the rat race. Now, my physical income didn't do, uh, 
I don't, I don't have enough passive income that exceeds my expenses, mm-hmm. like in the cash flow game. Right. But what I was understanding from my infinite, my infinite being is that I had just moved to a new level of money. And I didn't really even know what that was at the time. But as I'm explaining this to you now and about the, this awareness that I'm, I have a surplus of cash and what do I do with it? It is like being in a whole different space. Sure. But I knew when I was told that I had now moved to the fast track, I knew that was big because I played this game enough to know it's a very different experience. Oh, yes. Yes. That's the so place very to be. cool. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. You, you, you have uh, won this level of the board game. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, Walt, there had been a time in my life for most of my life that I didn't want to talk about money. One, because I was ashamed of where I was. But then when I started doing better, I still didn't want to talk about money because I didn't want to make anyone feel bad mm, that yeah. maybe hadn't experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um but I noticed that there was a negative feeling. There was something that felt uncomfortable. So, of course, that what does that mean? I'm not thinking the way my infinite being thinks. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, okay, what do you think? And my infinite being basically said to me, tell people where you are. Give people something to reach for. If they're not where you are and they want it, give them some examples of how you get there. Yeah. And I went, oh, well, then that aligns with me being a teacher to the core of my being. So, okay, I'll do that. So for anybody who thinks, oh, she's just bragging, know that I'm not. I'm blessed with where I am. And I will say this, I earned every single dollar. I earned every single energetic vibrational shift. I've done the work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is the magnificent result. And there are more on their way. Well, this is really no different from what we're doing with the book. I mean, the book is basically a collection of manifestation stories using the law of attraction. That's what you've been doing. It could, it would act, you, we should act, actually, I should ask you to write it up for the book, now that I think about it, if you have the time to do it. But the point is, that's why we, we're putting the book out, so that people can have a collection of stories to read that is inspirational, that feels good, that has happy endings that has lots of good stuff going on so that they can feel energized in their own lives and and bring their own vibration up so that they can start manifesting the stuff they want. You're doing exactly the same thing by telling that story. It's no different. Cool. Well, thank you for framing it that way. That's exactly what's happening. I don't have, that's not even framing. That's just blatantly honest. That's what you're doing. I mean, maybe it's framing from somebody's point of view, but not from mine. (laughs) I'm I'm biased. I can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) So my latest mantra is fifteen thirty fifty. That's a nice one, especially when we know what it means. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I mean, I mean, I know I'm shooting for a target of thirty thousand dollars a month, and if it doesn't totally come in, I'll live with fifteen thousand. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that'd be a real <laughs> hardship, right? And if it just show ha- so happens to blow past thirty thousand, I'm totally okay with fifty thousand or more. That's very generous of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figure that's the universe wanting to be generous with me. That's and I'm right. willing to do my part. Of course. Um, and another something, just like I had been trying to do the math, you know, for years going, this many clients equals this many dollars, blah, blah, blah. I've also had, uh, I've been wanting to start an email list for I don't even know how many years. 
And every time I attempt to start mailing, like, okay, I'm going to start putting my thoughts together so I could send out like my first newsletter. Mm-hmm. It something always went awry. Like it was not the right timing. I have actually been building a list of subscribers for a long time. So I have a lot of people that are interested in hearing from me and I've not done anything, which kind of feels embarrassing, but because I live a life where I don't take action unless I'm led to take action, this is who I am. And so um, I actually started to get the impulse to start putting some stuff together and move some things from one um, email system into another one that I use that I really like better. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in motion. That hasn't happened. I've been waiting for this moment for years and it's almost like too good to be true. I haven't sent anything out yet, but the fact that I'm in motion and I'm online and I'm playing with the data is like, wow, Mm. pretty cool. Very good. Very, very good. You know, Waiting has been, you know, worth it. And I decided a long time ago, I was no longer going to live a life where I just took action just to take action. I was going to line up with it first and then wait for the impulse to take the action. Thereby and proving that what Abraham has been teaching is not nonsense. It's actually true. That it's, it, yeah. it, it works and it's effective. And I got a newsletter from Esther Hicks the other day because I've been on their list forever. Mm -hmm. And every now and then when they're going to a new city, she'll send out a newsletter saying, oh, we're heading out to such and such city. And I was having these thoughts. And I was as I was reading it, she said something about Abraham's been saying this for years, but I'm now really getting it where they say, make a decision and then line up with it. And I went, oh. That's exactly what I'm dealing with right now, Mm. where like I made a decision a long time ago that I was going to no longer just take random action unless I felt the impulse to do so. And it feels really good to have that come into my world now where I made a decision. I wasn't going to just take nilly willy action. And now I'm getting the impulse to take action. So that's like the second half of it. Because I've lined up with my decision. Like I fought my decision for a long time, which was kind of like it was a decision, sort of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I decided I was going to follow this way of living, which is not to take action unless I get an impulse. But sometimes I was so impatient and I wanted to take action, I would try it anyway. And then it went bust. And then I go, see, shouldn't have done it. Should have stuck with my decision, which is don't take action until, you know, you're lined up with it. And then it will just kind of the next logical thing will be for you to take that action. And I'm now in the space where I'm now doing the next logical thing where I'm taking action because I have lined up with my decision, which is to not take action until I get an impulse. This reminds me. Or if I say it more positive, I line up with my decision. That's good. It reminds me of uh, something that David and I ran across yesterday. Uh, we were talking. We were talking about a different topic. We were talking about um, bodies and health and weight control and so forth. But there's a one particular section, two paragraphs, and what you're describing in your experience here, even though it's on a different subject on money rather than health, it just it, it really reinforces 
Well, your story reinforces it, and it reinforces your story. It works both directions. Let me, let me just read it. It says, okay. During your discouraged moments, as you acknowledge that your body, you could just say your money, was not as you would like it to be, you were launching rockets of desire about what you preferred, and within all of that processing of life, and without realizing it, you had been adding to your vibrational escrow. You have created a vibrational version of the new, improved physical version of yourself. Okay, well and good. We want to help you understand that this is not a flimsy dream floating somewhere in your imagination. I love that phrasing. This is not a delusional departure from reality. This is a creation in the making, and it is being created in precisely the same way that everything you see around you has been created. The living of life gave birth to the idea or thought, which in time, with focus, became what you call your reality. That second paragraph in particular i think really nicely illustrates how a lot of people feel about trying to manifest money there are many many people who think that's the hardest thing to manifest that it's a flimsy dream it's just your imagination it's it's delusional it's departing from reality and they're trying very hard to say no that's not what's going on and you trusted them you followed through and it's happening for you that is so cool yeah well and you said that had to do with bodies. And of course, you know, I have project B going on simultaneous to project X and project right. B stands for body. Yep. Um, and much to my surprise, I'm just like being shocked at what's happening every time I step on the scale. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm now committed. This is my decision to eat foods that taste good to me. Eat, I only eat what I want, and it has to be something that I truly want, that my body really wants, and I have to really enjoy it. And so here's another experiment I did over the weekend. I think it was Saturday afternoon. Um, I was lying in bed, and I was watching TV. I know it sounds like I'm in bed all the time. I'm not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but these significant events usually happen when I'm not doing something major, but when I'm you know, allowing my body to be at rest. And so anyway, I was I was watching TV and I thought, you know, I'm kind of in the mood for a snack of some kind. And I was picturing, I have these, I don't know if you've ever had vegetable chips. Yeah. They're chips that are made from vegetables. Kind of like and a I tempura really or something? Those. Pardon me? Kind of like a tempura? No, I mean, they're like potato chips. Oh, they're actually, okay. Some, All right. some are orange like carrots and sweet potatoes and some are green like spinach. And, oh, okay. you know, they really are made out of vegetables. Well, they're, they're actual so, chip shape. Okay, I got it. So I had some of those and then I had some other ones called avocado oil cut. And they're, they're made out of potatoes, but they're made with an avocado oil. And so I had both bags of chips in my pantry and... I really was picturing the, the the vegetable ones. But for whatever reason, when I went downstairs, I grabbed the avocado oil potato chips. So I come upstairs to my room and I start eating them while I'm watching TV. And I eat the first one. I went, hmm, not as good as I thought. I mean, I've had these before, but it was like my body wasn't really in the mood for them. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple more hoping that like a couple more would like <laughs> make start it feel, to satisfy me. Make it taste better, right? <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and it wasn't. But here's the cool part. I was so keenly aware, these are not satisfying to me. And so I went, I'm going to eat one more, and if it's not satisfying, I'm done. And it wasn't. And I went, I'm done. Nice. Now, that 
that did not require willpower from me. That was just me checking in with my body and my infinite being and having an awareness. I'm not even liking these. So why would I want to eat something that I'm not even liking? Because I made this deal. I'm only going to eat things that are truly yummy, satisfying, and make me excited. Mm, right. You know, so that was one experience. Then Friday night, um, Keisha and I went out for barbecue and I had been working all day really long trying to get ready to like be on vacation this week. And so by the time I finished work and by the time we, you know, were able to get dinner, um, we finished eating probably about 930 at night, which for me is really late. And then I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. I'm exhausted. <laughs> so now I'm going to bed really early. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I will tell you, that meal was so yummy. I mean, we both kept saying, oh, my God, this is so good. It's like <laughs> we've never had the. Of course, we've eaten the same meal many times before, but it was like we'd never had it. And every flavor was richer and tastier and juicier. And, oh, it was just phenomenal. So anyway, I go to bed. What I think, oh, my God, I'm going to bed on a full stomach. Now, in my old way of thinking, that's a bad thing. Ah. You know, in my old way of thinking, I had barbecue, you know, there's sugar in barbecue. That's bad. I had rolls with butter. Ooh, that's bad. I had this baked potato casserole side dish. Oh, that's bad. And, you know, my story goes on. There's nothing good in anything I've eaten. Not a good <laughs> thing, no. Yeah, that, that, those that, are all the stupid food rules. Yeah. So I go to sleep Friday night. Wake, Saturday morning, wake up, enjoy my time, you know, expanding my infinite being into this wonderful new thing. And then finally, I decide to get it's time to like wake up and get out of bed. And I go and I step on the scale. Lowest number I've seen in two years. Ooh, nice. And I went again. It reminds me it's not about the rules. And so not only am I thrilled because I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. But then I wasn't hungry, so I waited a couple hours, and I went, oh, I'm going to go step on the scale again, because that was so exciting. And it went down another pound. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I just stepped on the scale funny, because it's a digital scale. So I stepped on it three more times, and it was still a, this new low, low, low number. And I went, oh, my God. And I went, is it possible that just because I've been radiate, radiating so much joy and happiness this morning? that my body is like burning up calories? <laughs> and the answer was, of course it's possible. And I'm like, but I don't hear anybody ever talking like that. Mm. And the response back was, and why does someone have to tell you something and have it be in mainstream media for you to believe it? And I'm ah. like, good point. Yeah. So, you know, me and my infinite being are having this conversation. That's, and a, I'm like, that's a nice one, too. It's so, a nice conversation to have. Yeah, I'm like, so really it's possible to just... Be in a state of joy and my body can burn off calories. I mean, this is like a whole pound that it had dropped in two hours. <laughs> I'm like, is that really possible? And it was almost like my infinite being was saying, I'm not going to tell you the answer. You know the answer. Mm. And I was like, wow. So I thought I'm just going to like let that percolate in my head that there are so many reasons outside of the ones I've learned, outside of the ones that the media posts, outside of the ones that science has even figured out. There are so many other ways that the body can drop weight. 
and all I w- I had been living in this um, limited prison that can only happen these ways. And I feel like my infinite being was going, guess what? There's other ways possible. <laughs> there are many more possibilities. You just have to be open to accept them and receive it. And I'm like, I'm on board. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> well, we actually talked about you yesterday. David and I did. Uh, because of that chapter we were reading. The chapter was called I Cannot Lose Weight, and it's from the book The Astonishing Power of Emotions, which David and I have been working through for quite some time now. And there was actually one ch- one paragraph in this chapter that reminded me completely of your Project B and how you've decided to get your vibration up and, and work on that and not worry about all the food rules and just Focus on what is it that you really enjoy, what really tastes good, and only have it if it's you know really something you you really do want, not just something that you're eating because you're bored or you're tired or whatever else. So anyway, let me read the chapter, the uh, paragraph to you because I think you'll recognize instantly why I highlighted this. It's uh, they, okay. they've they've just outlined a they're they're outlining a scenario here. Basically, um, you're an overweight person. You're out. Uh, you're out about you're not happy about your body. You're not happy with, other, with with what other people are doing, where food is related, and so on and so forth. And you've decided to get an ice cream, okay? So you go to the ice cream parlor, and uh, then they stop the story and they say, "Before we continue with the details of this example, and before we offer guidance to assist you in improving your situation, we want to explain something that most people do not understand, and in fact have a hard time believing. Whether you gird up your willpower." and walk out of the ice cream parlor, or whether you go ahead and select and eat a large tub of ice cream, there is absolutely no difference in the effect of one of those actions over the other. Even if we are talking about 1,000 days of walking out as compared to 1,000 days of eating a tub of ice cream, the action choice of one or the other makes no difference. And then in italics, it is not your action that matters, it is your vibration. It is not your action that makes you fat, it is your vibration. It is not what you are doing that makes the difference. It is how you are feeling about what you are doing. And I read that and I said, that's what Wendy is doing. And you know, I read that a long time ago. And I guarantee, not that I remember how I responded at the time, but I've heard them tell the ice cream story before. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, my response would have been, my eyes rolling. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I would have done a whatever. <laughs> well, you know like, what? That doesn't make sense. That's just silly. How is it possible to eat a tub of ice cream every day and not have that affect your body in terms of holding weight, gaining weight, etc.? How is that possible? Would have been my old way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Now my new way of thinking is so different but i will tell you it's not it, for me it was not an overnight change no um keisha and i were talking the other day because i said how long have i been talking about food rules and dissecting them and and invalidating them and we kind of came up with it's been about a year and a half wow where, where i've talked about food then the next day i determined whether i gained weight lost weight or stayed the same and Every time I did, and I mean, I've done this like almost every day for a year and a half. And finally, in a way, vibrationally, my belief in it's not about the food, 
my belief in that has tipped the scales where I have so much more belief in it's not about the food than how I used to believe where it was everything about the food. Mm-hmm. It was the quality of food, the quantity of food, the time of day you ate the food, but it was always about food. And I believed that the food had everything to do with what the scale said and how I fit in my clothes. And so I've spent, you know, at least four to five decades believing it was about the food. And so it's only taken a year and a half for me to shift my belief from it's always about the food to it's not about the food. And if anybody thinks a year and a half is a long time to make that change, all I can say is in comparison to 50 years of the other way of thinking, 50 to a a year and a half. Yeah, huge difference. Yeah, (laughs) huge difference. No doubt about it. And to your point about to your point about how the uh, uh, mindset is so difficult. Like early on, when you heard that and when you read that, you you rolled your eyes. When David and I were talking, David, who is normally really good at staying on point, was the one who was defending the food rules, and I was taking your position (laughs) and I was fighting back. It was fun. We were were having a great time, but he was he was just so stuck. And no, I'm not making fun of him because we've all been stuck on stuff like this. But he was Mm -hmm. so stuck on the food rules, and I was trying to shake him loose from it. He he was finally like, you know, say, yeah, you're right. I know you're right, but I just can't get there yet. Yes, and like, well, and before the show today. I I was a little bit hungry, and I didn't want to have food on my mind during the show. Mm-hmm. And so I was just kind of asking, what can I eat that's in the house that's easy? Um, and I opened the refrigerator, and because I had pizza yesterday, there was leftover pizza. Now, in the past, pizza for me has been an addictive food where the moment I see it, I eat all of it. There, It's like there is no... Um, metering within me of stop and start. I so don't stop until it's gone. <laughs> so, when, so when a pizza sees you, it runs for its life because it, he, it knows that it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be devoured and devoured it's, quick. It's all over. So, <laughs> there were four pieces of pizza in my Tupperware container and I looked at it and what I heard was eat one. And there was this awareness of me going, but I never have been able to eat just one. <laughs> it's like a Lay's Potato commercial. <laughs> exactly. And I went, really? Just one? And I heard, yeah, one. Like, that will satisfy you for now. That's what you're wanting is something that will satisfy you for now. You can eat dinner later, but then you won't be hungry, you know, during the show. And I went, one? Really? Huh. Okay. Well, let's give it a whirl. But, you know, even though I was questioning it, at the same time, I was also sensing, yes, one is going to satisfy me. And I also noticed the speed in which I eat. I don't ravenously tear into the pizza. Mm. It's like I eat it. I put it down. I stop. I enjoy it. I'm enjoying the flavor. Now, I don't know why pizza is just as good, hot, cold, or in between, but it's the one perfect food to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't eat it. I took it straight out of the fridge. But I finished that one piece, and much to my pleasant surprise, I didn't want more. You were done. I didn't have a craving for more. I felt satisfied. And see, feeling satisfied is what I've always wanted, Walt. Mm, Yeah. Even when I ate yummy, delicious food before, I was still never satisfied. It was still never enough. Mm -hmm. And then I would eat way beyond what was enough 
hoping to get that feeling of satisfaction, and it still never came. And the reason I felt I finally stopped was either because the food was gone or because I now felt so stuffed I thought I would burst. And I didn't know how I was ever going to get this feeling of satisfaction, but I do. Very good. That's very good. But I will, I will tell you, though, I worked on the addictive stuff at an earlier time, like maybe six months ago. And when I, when I was no longer eating addictively, the satisfaction element started to show up, mm. which was so pleasant. So, I mean, I've been working on this whole weight thing for a very, very long time. It's not like now that I'm talking about it on the show, this is where I began. It's like, no, I've been working this process for quite a while, right. but I've now escalated it mm -hmm. because I've gotten really clear what I really want and I'm not going to let go until I have it, where in the past I wanted it, then I'd get discouraged because I didn't see the result fast enough or I didn't know enough to know what to do next. And then I would wallow in my discouragement, which now it's not like it undid the progress that I'd made, but it did undo the momentum where any momentum I had gained while I was wallowing in discouragement for not just days and weeks, sometimes it was months, sometimes it was years, mm -hmm. I definitely undid the momentum factor. So then when I'd start up again, I'd have to begin the momentum starting from ground zero in terms of speed, you know, and, and the wind be being behind my back. So this time, ever since I've been on the show talking about Project Body, and even Project X, same thing. I've been working on financial abundance for a long, long, long time. Um, I decided, you know what? I know enough to do this deliberately. Why the heck am I not just doing it? And so now I've made decisions, and I'm doing everything I know to do to line up my energy to be moving in the direction of the decisions I've made. And now I have expectation that these things are absolutely going to be fulfilled, not just in my lifetime, but in a relatively short period of time, mm. because I'm looking forward to having the fulfillment of the three big things I've been desiring for a long time to be manifest so that I can go on and come up with some new things. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And by the way, you mentioned yeah. that, that the reason this is working is because you're becoming clear, which I'm sure is true, but you're also doing something else something that you were definitely not doing before, and, and you, you actually spent some time talking about this last week, you are focusing on raising your enjoyment level. You're, you're getting excited about this in a way that you never got really excited before, and it's a sustained excitement. excitement. So you're actually getting up there in your vibrational high place, and you're staying there. And that's got to be a completely different experience. I mean, sure, you, you, you've been clear, but now you've got energy behind it. You've got the emotion behind it. Oh, absolutely. And because I understand law of attraction in a way now that I didn't before, I understand momentum. I didn't really get momentum before. I didn't recognize how powerful momentum was. Momentum takes something that in the beginning feels a little bit more difficult or a little bit more manual and if you just keep doing the manual part long enough, eventually it goes autopilot. And when it's autopilot, now you're living the easy button. And now it's just easy. It just kind of happens. Thoughts think me. <laughs> you know, and I love that space. So 
now I'm working with the element of momentum where before, I guess you could say in the past, I used to think one plus one equals two plus one equals three plus one equals four plus one equals five and on and on and on. Now I'm understanding that when you work with law of attraction, in the beginning, one and one equals two. But if you apply the next plus one on the heels of the two, well, now you might actually get four because law of attraction is adding its power to my stuff. In mathematical mathematical terms, an arithmetic progression has become a geometric progression or a slight curve has become a major curve. Yes, yes. And so I didn't really understand that once upon a time, but I do now. And now I'm working with that concept and letting law of attraction add to my project as much as it possibly can. And every time law of attraction is adding to my project, that's stuff I'm not having to add. Mm -hmm. So it's like I really do have a universal partner that's pulling pulling some of the weight. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good point. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Yeah, so... Everything for me right now is just, it it really is feeling very magical because it's like I'm living in a paradigm of the way things are working in a way that is completely not how I've lived the majority of my life. Well, that's the place I've been working to get to for some time and not just to get there, but to stay there. I can get there periodically. Staying there has not been as, as lucky for me, as good a thing for me because it hasn't happened as often. And I'm beginning to realize that as much progress as I've made, what your experience is reinforcing for me is I have to focus even more on getting that vibration going and getting the, the energy behind it, the emotion behind it going in an even bigger way than I was doing. Not that what I was doing before was bad. It wasn't. It's actually going to get me there in the long run. But like you said, I don't want it to be the long run. I want it to be the short run. In yeah. fact, I want it to be the real short run. It's more fun. At least this is how I'm looking at it now in a take a step back and look at the whole thing. It's much more fun to decide you want something, pivot in the direction of it, focus all your attention on it, let law of attraction start building momentum, so that you know the next logical step is for it to actually show up in three-dimensional reality. Boom, it manifests. You celebrate. You're excited. You now have it, own it, live it, whatever it might be. And now you pick something else to desire. That's fantastic. By the way, we, we're we, from- because, because we, we, we're pretty much using up the hour today, we're, we're actually not going to get to the book, The Law of Attraction, The Basis of the Teachings of Abraham. But we'll get to that tomorrow. But I want to make sure we get this in before we run out of time. Because obviously you're making some really good strides here, and this might be something other people want to talk to you about. How do they reach out to you in case they want to talk to you on a more private level? Reach out through my website at wendydillard.com. And it's just that simple. Wendy, this has been great. I mean, it wasn't the topic we originally planned, but this has been an excellent uh, show here. So thank you for sharing all of it. Oh, it's been very fun. And, you know, the show has helped to add to the momentum of both my Project X and my Project B. And that's why we keep doing it. And that's why we keep inviting you back next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.